happy Tuesday. It's day two of the week. I mean, technically it's day three of the week, but because Sunday is the first day of the week. Anyway, hey. <laughs> Come on in the room while I get my notes up because I actually might be prepared today. How about that? But no, um, y'all, the struggle is real, okay? We're not even going to pretend anymore like the struggle ain't real. And a lot of times, good Christian women make it look like the struggle ain't real. We put on the mask that says, Jesus is awesome, he's great, and I love him so much, and God is so real, and everything is magical, and even if it's not magical, I'm still going to keep smiling, because you don't even know that it's not magical, because I need you to not talk to me, because if you talk to me, I might combust into tears, and nobody wants that, <laughs> but when God allows you to have a safe space, it behooves you to take full advantage of said safe space. And I have got to shout out all of my sisters in this group for your outpouring of love, for you showing me just how great a safe space can be. I was, <laughs> yesterday I had the opportunity to speak with two of my sisters um, on two separate calls about two separate things. And they both blessed me tremendously. Um, in the first call, it turned into a whole prayer call <laughs> that we didn't even know we needed. And in that call, God brought me full circle um, back to a moment in my life where I thought I was, I was doing the doggone thing when it came to ministry, okay? I was leading. I was serving, I was worshiping, and I was loving on God in a way that like felt great. And as God was bringing that back to my remembrance, like bringing me in a full circle moment, shout out to season one of therapy, if you know what a full circle moment is. But as he was bringing me to that full circle moment, <laughs> it was a reminder of when I stopped doing those things. and how my not doing what God put in me to do led me down a path of depletion. If I'm just being completely honest, I ended up in a season of, and vulnerable and victorious, I call it a pain nami. It's a tsunami of pain, of misery, of just rock bottom. But Having a safe space means so much. And I pray that the Lord would bless you with a safe space. A place, a space. I don't want to say a place because then we get locked into a physical location. A safe space isn't a physical location. It is a space in which you can exist in the fullness of who you are. Where you don't have to hide you don't have to put on any masks you just show up however you are and you're accepted shout out to my safe space friends i love you guys um but today 
Okay, so in the spirit of being vulnerable and transparent, I have to be honest with you. Y'all, the date on this message is 2 3 23. It was four days ago, right? Today is the seventh, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was four days ago. So four days ago, the Lord gave me this message and I promise it's going to make sense with the title as we drug along, but y'all know how I get down. We just be talking. Four days ago, I was in a space where I wasn't, I was not spending the time with God that I should be spending with God. Because I was afraid, if I'm being honest. And the revelation that I got from one of the calls last night was, I am afraid of success, like, because it doesn't profit God for me to fail. So every vision that God has given me is going to succeed. But I am afraid of who I will be in that place of success. I feel like an acorn right now. And I'm an acorn that knows she's destined to become an oak tree, a mighty oak tree. If you know anything about oak trees, you know, those things are huge. They take up space. Okay. You're not just going to like run up on an oak tree. You're going to see that sucker before you get to it. You be like, dang, that's an oak tree. Yeah. That's a lot for me as a person who feel like an acorn. And in this season, God is like, hey, I need you to stop being afraid of who I've called you to be. And I just need you to step in it. Take the next step and don't back down. Don't diminish. Don't retreat. Because so often... We get these bursts of spiritual energy. It's like, yes, God, let's go, God. I want to follow you, Lord, and I want to do all the things that you want me to do. I want to proclaim your word, and I want to proclaim your glory. Use me, God. And then the moment comes for God to use us, and we get there. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Mm. I didn't realize when I said that you was going to use me, that that meant my intellect wasn't going to be used, but your spirit inside of me is what you're using. Oh, that means I can't control it. And I don't like that. And I bring that up because like in ministry as a dancer, it was something that I had to grow into and then teach my dance babies. Like when we're ministering, you don't get to have your mind turned on. We literally would pray a prayer of like decreasing ourselves as God increased in us. But we didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what that meant. And I was teaching. But in this, this space, in those conversations last night, Holy Spirit was really using us as we were just communicating. And in just our basic communication, we were ministering to each other. And that takes a level of bravery and courage and Holy Ghost 
function to be able to do. And so for all my oak trees, yes, that is you. For all my planet shakers, for all my boss soul sisters, I need you to hear me clearly. You are not an acorn. You're an acorn in this season, but that's not who God designed you to become. God didn't design you to work a minimum wage job. God didn't design you to work a low salary job. God didn't design you to work for anybody, if we're going to be honest, but we're going to get into that later. God didn't design you to be in this place of mediocrity. He didn't design you to be miserable. He didn't design you to be depressed. He didn't design you to be anxious. He didn't design you to have low self-esteem. He didn't design you to suffer with abandonment issues. He didn't design you with any of the things that we're clinging to right now. And a lot of us enter into the spaces of, I don't know what to do with my life because we're trying to hold on to things that God is like, let it go. Let it go. Because I can't hold on to God's unchanging hand. My hands is closed. If I'm gripping for dear life onto the life of my dreams, I can't be open to what God has for me. If I'm gripping onto these little minute blessings that I think are providing me validation and comfort, I can't release myself to get what God has for me. Let it go. Repeat after me. I am not an acorn. I'm an oak tree. All right. Any hoosers? Thank you, Lord. So the topic, the actual topic of today's message is the sacred brave. Um, coming from Daniel 10. I don't know what the elephants upstairs are doing. So if you hear them, I apologize. Just focus on me. Um, Daniel 10, 16 and 7. Mm. Okay, Bible study, here we go, because we're not just going to be in Daniel 10. That's where we're going to start. We're going to start in Daniel 10, and we're going to bounce around through Daniel 10, and then we're going to slide on back to Daniel 9. So Daniel 10, 16 through 17. I don't want King James. Which version do we want? Let's do the message. What the message Bible got to say to us today? Okay, you're writing Daniel 10 16. Then I was surprised by something like a human hand that touched my lips. I opened my mouth and started talking to the messenger. When I saw you, Master, I was terror stricken. My knees turned to water. I couldn't move. How can I, a lowly acorn, I mean servant, speak to you, my master? I'm paralyzed. I can hardly breathe. Then we're going to go to verse 19. Or we'll do 18. Then this human like figure touched me again and gave me strength. He said, don't be afraid, friend, is what the message Bible says peace 
Everything is going to be all right. Take courage. Be strong. I'm going to bounce back up to 11. Daniel, he said, man of quality. Listen carefully to my message and get up on your feet. Stand at attention. I've been sent to bring you news. And when he had said this, I stood up, but I was still shaking. Relax, Daniel, he continued. Don't be afraid. From the moment you decided to humble yourself to receive understanding, your prayer was heard. And I set out to come to you. But... I was waylaid by the angel prince of the kingdom of Persia and was delayed for a good three weeks. Daniel 9 and 23. Daniel 9, 23. We'll start at 22. He stood before me and said, Daniel, I have come to make things plain to you. You had no sooner started your prayer when the answer was given. And now I'm here to deliver the answer to you. You are much loved. Yeah, you are. So listen carefully to the answer. The plain meaning of what is revealed. Hello. And I hope that some of that resonated in your spirit. Because from the moment that you humbled, that we humbled ourselves to God and prayed, God answered. But the thing about that is, like it said in 10, 13, the angel was talking. He was like, yeah, when you prayed, the Lord answered. And I was the one dispatched to give you the answer, but I got hemmed up. I got caught up. I had to do something else. And oftentimes we, when we're in transition, when we're in this season of God, if you don't bust a move, I'm going to bust somebody. And we start praying and we're really seeking God. And it's like, okay, but where are the answers? Where is my help? You told me that all my help comes from you, God. And I've been praying and ain't nothing happening. But God dispatches his angels to take the charge of the prayers. And right now they're kind of busy. Your angels up in the heavenlies are fighting. They are warring on your behalf in different areas. And so for us as the sacred brave, we have got to develop a level of patience that is not perceived with powerlessness. Because a lot of times when we don't see our prayers being answered, we start to get discouraged and we feel powerless like, dang, God really not messing with me like that because he's not listening. He's not hearing me. And then we go on this spiral of, well, 
If God's not hearing me and he's supposed to hear me and he told me to draw into him, he was going to draw into me. But if he's not drawing into me, then that must mean that I did something bad or I must be done something wrong. And God is probably punishing me. And then we go on this. I go on this spiral. And what God was telling me through the conversations last night, through this word last week, and even today, is that even when we are overwhelmed with the vision, God didn't give us that vision for us to be overwhelmed. He gives us the vision for us to press toward. It's a goal. And if we don't see things lining up the way that we have prayed for them to line up, one, we need to keep praying, but we may need to change the prayer. And one of the greatest tools to do that is Holy Spirit. And instead of just coming to God with your words, actually sit and say, okay, God, what you got for me? Because for me, I was giving God a whole lot of words. You know, we were taught to pray the Bible. We were taught to pray the scriptures. Lord, you said in your word that I am the head and not the tail. You said that I'm above and not beneath. You said greater is he that's in me. Going through the scriptures, like telling the Lord what he said. And God was talking to me one day and was like, stop telling me what I said. I know what I said. I need you to do what I asked you to do. And so, oops, for some of us, that's the Lord asking us to fast. God has asked us to spend more time with him. God has asked us to stop entertaining certain types of people. God has asked us for a whole lot of things that they aren't even requests. They're instructions. And God doesn't give instructions without giving a reward. He incentivizes everything, if you really think about it. And so in this passage Daniel literally tells it like it is he said I'm a lowly servant I can't be talking to you and how if you're really honest with yourself whenever you think about what God has asked of you how often do you say God I can't do that I don't know how to do that I've never done it. I've never seen it done. Nobody in my family has ever done that before. I don't even think it's possible for real. It's possible because you got the vision. The very fact that it exists as an idea in your mind means that it exists as an actual potential reality. Because the word even tells us that eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man. So that little piece of a vision that God gave you isn't even all that God wants to do for you. It's just the sliver that God has given you to see if you can handle it. Because if you can handle the sliver, then he can continue to expand your capacity to be able to hold on to what it is that he has given you to do in this earth realm. So like as we go to God, we go from, eh, it's my life, I'm in control, I don't have a, I can't have, have a, I'm panicking, to Lord, I don't want to panic. 
God, you didn't give me the spirit of fear. God, you didn't give me the spirit of depression and anxiety. God, you did not give me this spirit of abandonment, Lord. So whatever this root cause is that I'm experiencing, God, I need you to come into me and uproot this fear, uproot this doubt, uproot this shame. And uh-oh, look at what's happening. My hands are now open to receive because I've invited God in. I've taken the responsibility off myself to fix destiny. I've taken the responsibility off of me to fix whatever is wrong because God is like, there's nothing wrong with you. I had an original, I had an originally designed plan for you that the enemy came in and started to attack. And now as the enemy has started to attack my plan, because he knows that he can't actually destroy it or take it away from you, he's up here. He's up here convincing you of why you don't deserve to have what God has already said is yours. He's up here convincing you of why you should be too afraid to take the next step. He's up here convincing you of why you should be too ashamed to go to God in the first place. And the problem, the problem, the problem, the problem, the problem is too many of us are silent about it. Too many of us have this inner me voice that is running rampant 25-8. And we don't ever open our mouths about it. We're too prideful. Let's just call it what it is. Pride keeps us private. And not even in an arrogant way. Just in a, I don't want nobody to be judging me and talking to me about what I got going on in my life. If they don't know me. Hmm. But what if God has a word for you through that person? What if it's not about you being judged, but it's about you being healed? What if by releasing the word to you, God is actually doing a work in them to help them understand that God wants to use them? It's bigger than you, oak tree. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than me. It literally on the phone. My sister Queen don't even know that I have been battling heavy with self-doubt and questioning the call and questioning the anointing and questioning what God has wanted me to do and questioning y'all. The struggle is real. God used me to speak to her. And in the course of God using me to speak to her, he was downloading into me what I was saying to her because God's word is a double-edged sword. And he brought that scripture back to my remembrance and was like, yeah, I'm using you. You are speaking my word. You may not feel like you speak in my word because most of these words don't even make sense to you, but I don't need it to make sense to you because I'm making it make sense for you. And in that conversation, I, I felt a strength. Daniel was saying um, in 16 and 17 how something that looked like a human touched his lips and he opened his mouth. That's what it means. That's what being used by the Holy Spirit feels like. It feels like it's not you. It feels like something just came into you and now you're doing something else. And our mind, our intellect, the, the soul part of us will try and come in and manipulate and pervert what God is doing in our spirit. Because 
in that moment, I was already working with doubt. I'm already battling in my mind how I feel about myself. And God was like, listen, 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 push that over there. We're going to deal with that later because I got to use you to deliver this word right now. You don't have time for that. I'm going to deal with that later. But right now, I have need of you because here's the thing. If God plants a seed into somebody, the seed has to be watered. What if you are the watering can? God has poured water into you to pour into someone else so that the seed that God has planted can begin to germinate and flourish. But if you're not going to pour, what happens to water that just sits? Stagnant water is yucky. It stinks. It gets contaminated. How many of us are sitting around on our hands, not pouring what God has given us to pour? And it could be because you don't even know what to pour or how to pour it, but that is not an excuse to not pour it all. That's a reason to go to God and say, hey, I feel this, this burning, this, I feel something. And I don't know what I'm feeling, but I need you to help me understand it. God wants us to ask him questions. He wants us, he wants to give us clarity. Because before we even pray about it, God knows that we need it. And when we pray about it, it unlocks God's ability to say, oh, my daughter called on me. Let me, let me go ahead and answer. So when we are in the space up here in our mind, we have to be aware of which thoughts are of God and which thoughts are not of God. Any thought that makes you feel less than, not of God. Any thought that is rooted in fear, guilt, shame, doubt, not of God. Because those are like the roots that the enemy uses against us. That God is looking to uproot in this season. Because if you look at procrastination, if you look at laziness, if you look at abandonment, if you look at low self-esteem, if you look at any of the, 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 the things we carry, the trauma responses that we operate in the world with, nine and a half times out of 10, they find their root in one of those four areas. Something happened when we were younger as a child, made us afraid. Now we are refusing to ever allow ourselves to be vulnerable enough to be afraid in that way. So now we're presenting ourselves in this way. Something happened that was bad and now I feel guilty and that guilt leads me into shame. And now I operate my life from a lens of shame. I'm people pleasing. I'm always looking for validation. I'm always qualifying what I say to make sure that the people around me aren't uncomfortable by it because I don't really believe in myself because I'm actually ashamed of who I am on the inside. I don't believe that God really wants to use me. I doubt. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. I doubt a whole lot. 
I would have missed the blessing of speaking with my sisters last night if I would have stayed up here. Up here, I'm an acorn. Oh. Up here, I'm an acorn. I feel this big. And the thing about the, the, the seed of the oak tree is that it's inside the acorn. And like, the acorn ain't but this big. The seed is even smaller. Sometimes I feel that big. So, to the sacred brave, I know. Sometimes we feel this big. And what God has given us is an oak tree. It's massive. Oak trees grow like 40, upwards of 45 meters. And if a meter is like three feet, that's math that I am. It's a big tree. It's a big ask. It's a big vision. But we serve a big God. How would you move if you had no limitations? What would it profit God for you to fail? And if you believe that God is limitless, where do the limitations come from? Questions that need answers, but not me, not answers to me. If you can, feel free, but I don't need the answers. And you can go to God for those answers because from the moment you humble yourself and seek understanding, God dispatches the answer. And you keep praying fervently until you get it. I didn't even say the one of the important parts. Um, in the text, throughout those verses that I put in the description, God reassures Daniel three times of two different things. God reassures Daniel to not be afraid and that he is treasured, he is favored, he is loved by God. So I know that in the waiting space, inner me will start to run rampant, making you question things and causing you to fall into disbelief. I pray that you would continue to draw into God. Let that be your focus. God, I don't see how it's going to work out, but I know you're working it out. God, I don't see how it's possible for me to keep this business open, but I know you're going to work it out. God, I don't see how it's possible for me to raise these children, but I know you're going to work it out. God, I don't see how it's possible for me to speak to nations for me to be a best-selling author, for me to do any of the things that you have given me to do. But I know that you're going to work them out because you said it in your word. All things work together for the good of them who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. 
And so being called according to his purpose means that you're answering the call. If you're seeking understanding, that is you saying, yes, God, I, I want to answer the call. He's not going to make you answer the call. But those whom he calls, he justifies. And those whom he justifies, he glorifies. Can you imagine what your life will look like when God is glorified? Yes. Hey, Mr. Shana. It really, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. For God to delight in your way? For God, almighty creator, to be filled with immense joy by your steps, not by your actions, not by your works, not by your ability to shop by in the corner, not for your ability to lay hands, the steps. Put one foot in front of the other. Repeat after me. I am not an acorn. I am an oak tree. You may be in your acorn season right now, but baby, once you start getting that water, get that light, that photosynthesis start happening. It's going to be a mighty oak tree, sis. A planet shaking, dominating, space taking oak tree let's pray god i thank you for this message today lord i thank you god that your word is in fact a double-edged sword that as these words fell from my lips they also pierced my heart god and i thank you lord that as this video is rewatched, that those who you have called you would justify and you would glorify God because you've already predestined us for greatness, Lord. And though in this season, we may feel like we are small and insignificant, God, I thank you, Lord, that that is just who we are right now, but it's not who you designed us to become, God. I pray that you would help us to see ourselves the way that you see us, God. See us the way that you designed us, God. See us in the light of your glory, God, not in the darkness of our past experiences, not in the darkness and in the shadows of fear and of guilt and of shame and of doubt, God, but in the light of your glory, God. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that in this moment, you are starting to chisel away at those roots that need to be uprooted, God, that the enemy has sown these seeds of fear and of doubt and of guilt and of shame. And those seeds have sprouted roots that have become procrastination, God, that have become low self-esteem, God, that have allowed us to not believe in ourselves, God. We've also dabbled in self-sabotage, God. I thank you right now, God, for the power to come up out of those things, God. I thank you for the power to come up out of self-doubt and out of self-sabotage. I thank you for the power to come out of procrastination, God. I thank 
thank you for the power and the authority to call those things that are not as though they are because you have already called us to be joint heirs in your kingdom Lord you've already called us as your daughters that we would have dominion over this earth God you have given us a mighty planet shaking purpose Lord that means that we have to rise up to meet it God and I thank you Lord for coming against the spirit of fear that would help that would bind us to not wanting to seek after those things God that spirit of fear that keeps us from striving God that keeps us from pressing toward the mark God I thank you Lord that as as we take each step, God, you are leading us just in the same way that you led Peter, God. I thank you, God, for giving us that visual of Peter walking on water, Lord. And I thank you that we can use that visual to navigate our own lives, God. It wasn't that Peter was inadequate and that's why he started to sink, God. It wasn't that Peter lacked anything and he started to sink, God. Peter started to sink because he took his eyes off Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, that in this season, you're helping us learn how to keep our eyes on you, God. You're helping us to understand what it means to keep our eyes on you, God. You're helping us to understand what it means to trust in you with our whole hearts and lean not to our own understanding, God. And I thank you for that in this season, God, because we've spent so many seasons being alone and being afraid, God. We've spent so many seasons in the lonely darkness, hoping and praying that somebody would see us, God. But I thank you, Lord, that we don't have to be seen by anyone else but you. Thank you, Lord, for seeing me. Thank you, God, for seeing yourself in me. Even when I don't see it, God, I thank you. I thank you, God, that you see it. I thank you, Lord. I am so grateful. I am grateful for the overwhelming vision because it drives me closer to you, God. And I pray, God, that as we continue on this journey, that our planet-shaking visions would draw us closer to you, God, not further away, God. That we won't retreat on the front line, God, but that we would power forward knowing that it is not our strength, that it's not our might, God, but it is your spirit that is at work within us that gives us the charge, God, that gives us the authority, that gives us the dominion, that gives us the victory, God. You've already given us the victory. We're not fighting for victory. We're fighting from victory, God. And I pray that you would allow us to see it the way that you have said it God I thank you that it doesn't have to make sense to me because you're making it make sense for me thank you God God I thank you that when I count myself out, I thank you that when I see myself as just an acorn, you remind me that I am a mighty oak tree. Thank you, God. I pray that you would bless my sisters watching this, that they would also know that they are mighty oak trees that they know that they trust 
that they have an unwavering trust in you. I thank you, God. It's in your precious and holy and wonderful name I pray and speak these things. Amen. Hey, Cookie. Top of the morning to you. Um, you know, that's all I got for you guys. Um, tomorrow is Wednesday. Um, we're gonna be back at it again with worship night tomorrow. Um 7 p.m. Central Time. I think. I gotta gotta get my timing together. I'm gonna figure it out. <laughs> be on the lookout for the invitation. The invitation will be in the group, and I'm gonna let you know what time it's gonna be. Um 45 medium challenge, we still going. We still rocking it. 45 minutes with the Lord, 45 ounces of water, 45 declarations. Reaching out to a boss and speaking life into her and whatever else the Lord has brought on your heart. Hey, Chaz, partner, I love you. And we got the, we got, we got, we're going back into prayer. Lord, touch my sister in her interview today. We know that you have already made the provisions for her to, God, you, you've provided a means of escape. And if this is the means for escape that you have provided, Lord, let it be so in the name of Jesus. Go before her, God. Release all of the nerves and the anxiety, God. Release the fears and the doubts, God. Allow her to show up as the mighty oak tree that you have called her to be in that interview, God. I thank you, Lord, that you've already made the way plain for her and that she won't have to wonder or question, God, but that you have already laid it out for her. Thank you, God, for making it makes sense for her in the name of Jesus I pray amen I love you girl you got this um yeah so prayer worship night tomorrow 45 medium challenge um I think that's it oh total praise party y'all I'm gonna I'm do another video we're gonna dance to make our summer bodies if you haven't seen the first one Watch it before I take it down. I'm not going to take it down, Lord. I'm not going to take it down. Watch the video. Do some workouts. Let's get this summer body together. All right. I'm done. I'm done. I love you. Remember that you have purpose. It's a divine planet-shaking purpose. Remember that you absolutely matter. You're not an acorn. You're an oak tree. Remember that the choice of you, Planet Shaker, is always yours. I love you to wholeness, and I absolutely mean it. Mm -hmm. Have a fantastic Tuesday.